Today we're covering Season 2, Episode 2, Deep Sleep. Deep Sleep, something you haven't got much of when you were doing your alarm systems back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's true, um, but I was still less tired than you. I would say, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Anyways, I... like. So this is now a film, correct? We are in the midst of a film? We're in the midst of a film. Okay. So, because I was trying to keep that in mind as I was going, because I felt like it was good. I felt like some parts were a little clunky, such as, and we'll get to it more as we get into it. I felt like we reverted some of um, Rengoku's characterization back, if that makes sense. Like, we saw him in episode one. I thought they did a great job building his character. And then I didn't see as much of that in episode two. And it's like you said, they did the film, and they came back and did that first episode, right? Yeah. So I I think most of the problems I have with this episode are just the fact that i got to keep in mind that it was the start. It was the first 20 minutes of a film. Of a film, yeah. And then I think it makes it a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, um... I, I definitely see what you're saying there. I like I said, I think him adding the first episode helped me a lot with Rengoku. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely more to him in this film, but yeah, the first 20 minutes or so is just him saying delicious. Yeah, it's yeah, well, him saying taste to get it right. Sorry, and then also, yeah, just like his whole vibe's different. Like la- the first episode, I just couldn't get enough of him. everything he was doing. I was like, oh, he's awesome. He's such a nice guy. And then this episode. He just acts kind of weird at times, and then some of the action is kind of like, it's, the animation's incredible, but the action itself wasn't that exciting, but it, that's where I was like, well, it's just the first 20 minutes of a movie, so they're probably, they're just setting yeah. things up more so than trying to make this a single contained episode that's really good. Yeah, and did you notice that the action wasn't actually r- real, or did you not catch that? Like they were asleep? Yeah. That was just him dreaming. Mm, I don't... No, I didn't get that. Okay. We'll talk about it coming up. But, yeah, that was like... he. We saw part of his, and then we go to part of Tanji while he's asleep. Yeah. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, of course, I don't really remember it. I was like, damn, I don't re- remember this part. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's asleep right now. Because gotcha. then he goes back and shows him asleep. Because so I was like, that was way too easy. But like I said, it's been a while since I've seen that, so... Let's get right into it, I guess. Let's do it. So, we began with the Mugen train. Okay. Mugen, yep. It's Muganing. It's moving. We got Anosuke. He is still just absolutely infatuated with this thing. Okay, he loves it. Did you say infatuated? Yeah. I don't think there's a C in it. Um, I think it's just infatuated. <laughs> okay, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> he was like... Because what you said might have been like, oh, he was really into the facts of the train. Well, I think he's probably into that, too. Right. Um, Yeah, he's obviously... I was trying to think. He goes on for too long, you know? Uh, Try and think back to the first time you were in a plane. How long into the plane experience before you were like, all right, I'll quit looking out the window, and now I'm going to just like... I'm just going to be here. It's a good point, but... Imagine you never even knew what a plane was, never saw it in a book, never saw it in the sky, and then you got on a plane. Mm -hmm. It'd be a little bit different, right? Right. So I think he may have, well, he might have seen a train before, but he's acting like this might be the first train he's ever even seen. Well, maybe seeing one before, no, 
But I would have thought that he would have heard about one. Or heard the chewing of the the chewing of the train. The choo choo. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is. I mean, he's just being very rambunctious to the point where, like, uh, Zenitsu's got to calm him down. Mm-hmm. And if Zenitsu's the person calming you down, <laughs> then something's gone awry. Well, nothing's scary yet, so that's how Zenitsu's in control. But... <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that so point. So, Tanji, they're trying to look for the Hashira. They know they're supposed to meet up with Rengoku, and the way that he remembers, uh, or the way that he's going to be able to tell that it's Rengoku, obviously Hashiras look totally different than anybody else, any other normal citizen, but yeah. is that he can still remember the way that he smells. And so why do, you careful. Think, why do you think that is? The, remembers the way that he smells? No, no, no. Why do you think Hashiras have to, why do they look different? No, I'm just saying they always look so like flamboyant. Yeah, and you're so you're right, but that's yeah. why I almost wish that like I wish Giyu just looks like a normal dude. I know it's kind of like they're just they're kind of like oh look at me right. Yeah, I guess it's just like kind of the shit that they wear too. Even like Zenitsu and Tanji look way different than the normal citizen. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Inosuke is wearing a freaking boar's head but so i'm just trying to figure out like if they if they're like supposed to or obviously some of them they have it's like part of who they are like rengoku's hair like i don't know if he's dying his hair or because if he's the flame hashira he just has some of those elements coming through but yeah i want just to meet i want to meet one that's just a dude <laughs> yeah that's just a straight up dude because <laughs> if you think about it every one of them that we saw they all were pretty damn unique. They're all looking. pretty exotic. And it might be like their powers, too. Not, I say powers. Their breathing technique mm-hmm. makes them look different. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But So we see Rengoku is eating a scrumptious meal while shouting tasty after every bite per usual. So we knew this is part of his characterization. We had seen that in the past episode. Well, um, not quite like this, though. Yeah, he was doing a little overkill. I don't, you know what I think he's doing right here is he knows that they're about to meet up with him, uh-huh. and he's trying. It's like he's trying to act like uh, he's trying to act like a sensei almost, but he just has no idea how to do it. Right, if that makes sense. Well, I felt like you know last episode when he was doing it, he was doing it in such a way to really make the maker of the food feel good about himself, um, and also like it's kind of just a. Hey, way to go. This is tasty. Yeah. Whereas now he's being just inconsiderate to those around him. Very inconsiderate. (laughs) And then we go straight into the OP. So what did you think about this OP, Ronnie? Uh, New OP, obviously the animation, incredible. The song was nice, but didn't grab me as an incredible song for an OP, especially one of this animation. That's what I felt. Like, it wasn't bad or anything, Mm -hmm. but... It's not the classic season one. Is just right. It so didn't good. didn't get me going. Um, it didn't didn't excite me or anything. I was just like, oh, that was nice. I did really like the ending of it, where Tanji's like running through the flames, and you see Rin Goku standing at the end. Oh, I mean, all badass. the animation. I could pick out different animation stuff. I like what they did with like the uh, the earring, and yep. like kind of the middle of it, where it was that was really well animated. Um, all the characters looked good at it. It was just like the song. That's yeah. my biggest gripe. All right. We now understand that you don't like music. Not what I said. So, we're back. Not what I said. I'll tell you what. If you if you want to take me along and we go on a nice like moonlit walk, mm-hmm. 
play this song. I'll have a great time. Just, so you're saying it's not it's not hyping you up, right? Okay. I wasn't ready to fight someone on a train afterwards. What about sleep on a train? I could fall asleep to this song. Okay. Because that's what they do. So I mean, that's true. So we're back and Rengoku. He can't do anything but just enjoy this meal, okay? Meals. Meals, sorry, yeah, yeah, meals. He's going in on it. Because that's also where I was saying he was being inconsiderate of his fellow passengers is because he did not appear to give a single one to them. He just looked like he'd put down 27 meals himself. And you know it's bad, too, when even Zenitsu looks at this guy and says that he's really strange because Zenitsu is very strange himself. Um, and then we get like some little close-ups of the lights on the train, f- like flashing, mm-hmm. kind of on and off, flickering, I should say. They, our crew, they introduce themselves to Rengoku. Okay, they find him surprisingly. I mean, he doesn't look any different than anybody else on the train. But right, Tanji remembered his smell. Thank God, or else it, we would not have. Why do you keep doing that with your glasses? That it was weird. It was like, light thing. It looked like they were almost prescription glasses okay well i'll just let you know right now they are 12 dollar uh clear lensed blue light glasses so, so they're not prescriptions they weren't doing anything prescription they were just blocking uv light i think i'm just gonna take them off it's probably better if i just do that right well um i mean i was fine using them from the purpose of blue uv light that's fine because yes i do think that as a complete generation we are all fucked and by the age of 45 <laughs> we're not going to be able to see straight but my other thing that I've thought when you wear those glasses is you can get those type of glasses for like $12 on Amazon. So the clear lens is just an interesting way to go. Or the clear frames. It's not the lens. The you don't like them? It's just a little douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented on a, one of our recent things saying like, oh, holy shit, Chad Luke's fucking hot in those. Did you see that? No. Oh, okay, it must have got deleted or something. <laughs> must have. Um, yeah, I think I did it. I didn't want people, you know. One of your burner profiles. What? I don't have any burner profiles. Dude, what if you find out that just like half the comments on our YouTube videos is just me and my burner? <laughs> that would be extremely crushing. <laughs> Especially if I learned you were like... I was the guy that you always... You were half like, of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. And I'm I'm the the guy that always is like, oh, Ronnie looks good in that hat. Like, <laughs> yes, the ones me. the ones that feed me compliments yeah. has just been you. <laughs> oh, that'd be epic. Totally not doing that. Um, hey. uh, they found they somehow located Rengoku. Oh, That's yeah. where you were. Rengoku then talks about Nezuko and asks, you know, Tanji if that's what the massive box on his back is. And he says that he's totally fine with Nezuko, though, since the master has allowed it. He seems really cool. Like, he doesn't. No, not as cool as I was expecting. Why? Because he made it seem like he was like, oh, yeah, I would have had a problem with that shit if it wasn't for the master being like, okay, cool. Yeah. Not that cool. That's just like. How is that not cool? Think about it. The Rengoku of last episode, I would have thought would have been more like forthcoming. Forthcoming over a demon? No, I think the only reason Giyu, Giyu would have been just like him if he didn't witness the events in the first episode. No, Rengoku's skills are, are so nice. He's so nice with it that I think he would be willing to, when he saw like a demon 
like Nezuko, especially one that was in a box, he'd be willing to just go along with it because he knew if it turned bad, he could handle the situation. Okay. Well, good thing that's what he's doing. We have the master alongside to say that. But, oh yeah, so then Rengoku tells him to sit down next to him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got Tanji and Rengoku together, and then Inosuke and Zenitsu, where Inosuke is still freaking out about the train. He's trying to jump through windows. Yeah. So, Tanji talks about the mission that was relayed to them by Betty Croker himself. Nice. And... Tanji asked Rengoku about his own father and how he was able to do some dance. The how do you say that? Oh, Hin- I know. Hinogagi or Hinkingaki. Wrong, but something like that. Wrong, but I don't have it either. He talks about his father doing that dance and how he wants some insight from the flame Hashira. Does he know anything about it? And he just proclaims that he knows nothing. He's like, he's like, sure, I'll teach you what I know. I know nothing. <laughs> he's never heard of it. Never even heard of it, which is kind of crazy that he's i mean i know they we it's established that it's different than a flame breather right shinobu said something about that There's, yeah a f- like a a fire breather and a flame breather two different things or some fire yeah. dancer flame dancer two different things i don't know but it's weird that he's never even heard of it you'd have thought that he might have heard of it but the, dude and this is where this entire rengoku Tanji conversation is what made me feel so uneasy and like I didn't understand what was going on because he Rengoku is so I don't know if monotone is the right word but he doesn't he never looks at him he just stares directly forward and all of his answers and all of whatever he says is just so like not devoid of emotion but fake like everything he says is said like this no, I don't know what that is. He's like a robot. Yeah. Do you think he's trying to just feel him out? I don't know. I don't either. That's I'm. It was weird. He, but he was kind of like that when they first. He was kind of like the the guy that wasn't really talking to any of the other Hashiras either. People are always like, yeah, he's cool, but he's just kind of just over there doing his own thing. Well, uh, no, they said at the end of last episode that he was always a pleasure to talk to. And as I was seeing this, I was like, honestly, I'd be a little pissed if I was talking to him. <laughs> I felt like he's not really giving me the time of day. Yeah. I don't know. We'll f- I guess we'll find out next episode, hopefully. But Rengoku then says that he should be his apprentice. And Inosuke and Zenitsu in the corner even look, they look over it and just, they're both thinking about how weird Rengoku is and how anime he's being. When Zenitsu is thinking about how anime you're being, slash weird, <laughs> you know things have gotten... Pretty fucking real. Um, he's just not annoying like Zenitsu. The stuff he's saying is like kind of, it's just off-putting, but it's not annoying. Right. Um, he's not making a scene. Right. Unless he's screaming tasty. And yeah. that's like, there's two different types of scenes. Mm-hmm. That scene, when you're yelling tasty, is just like, it could be stopped if someone just had the nerve to say something. Yes. Whereas Zenitsu, it's like, there's fluids involved and... Yeah. Maybe women. He's trying to get a hold of women. Right, he's trying to get a hold of women. And by women, we mean little girls, because Zenitsu rolls like that for some reason. Um, Rengoku then states, though, that in any era, there's always been a flame and a water Hashira, a, a part of the Demon Slayer chorus. Saying that, I, I'm guessing he means like there might not be a stone at some time, but water and flame, always there. He says, flame, water, wind, stone, and thunder are the fundamental breathing techniques. 
The others are just offshoots of them. And he mentions your boy Mist being an offshoot of uh, of water. Yeah, this was all this was all super interesting because it was like kind of showing the power level or the, like the um, just the yeah the power levels. What are, or what am I trying to say? Just all the different things that like we kind of obviously we saw the different ones, but now like it's not so much that those people are them as much as it's the elements themselves that are in place. I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do you, what is it called? Do you have the words for what I'm looking for? Techniques. Okay. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, he doesn't necessarily give it a word, right? Well, no, and it was just super quick, and yeah. it was just weird that like it's the kind of thing that you would have thought they would have talked about in season one when we first met them, but we're not getting it until now. And it's just a whole different power dynamic and structure that I didn't know was there until he's getting ready to talk about it here. Okay. He asked Tanji what his sword is, and Tanji replies that his sword is black. And he just kind of laughs about it. And he's like, oh, that's just very unfortunate. <laughs> he's like, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks for you, man. He said they have... He says, the uh, the word around town is they have no clue which style to master. And he's just staring... Like you said, he's staring straight forward into yeah. the abyss as he loudly proclaims that he'll help... Yeah, So yeah, but he's like... He's like, well, first of all, I've never seen one who wields a black blade. That's a beautiful sentence. Wields a black blade become a Hashira and then he's like but you'll be fine yeah but the whole time he doesn't look at him so if I'm Tanji I'm like you're just telling me things I want to hear you're being disrespectful maybe that's what it is he thinks that he actually doesn't have a chance so he's just kind of talking to him like a but then he's also being like he's I would say that but then he's also like hey you should train underneath me I don't know. Even Tanji right here says, he just talks about how weird this guy is. He's like, he seems very caring, but he's very weird. It's almost like he hasn't, he himself wasn't really taught how to He like might just be him. on the spectrum. Yep. I think that's where, what we're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's a little flamed out. He's nice, but he's just not, his people skills are different. It's not that he can't yeah. talk to people. He just doesn't know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, because Tanji way. can smell the sense of justice on him. Okay? <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the top five scents to smell on of someone. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, Inosuke is still having a first-time experience orgasm with how fast and cool this train is. Um, he even wants to race this thing. Like you said, he's trying to bust out the window and, and race it himself, which I'm sure uh, these people are so fast, they could probably outrun this thing. I know Rengoku could, so. Yeah. Um. Because you don't, cha- you're not trying to challenge it for a race if you can't. Yeah, you know it's not like I ever saw a, um, you know, just any vehicle, a Hyundai Elantra, drive by and me be like, I want to race that thing. <laughs> it's like, no, I know I can't beat it, so I want to race it. Then that's when our boy Rengoku he tells him to settle down because you never know when a demon might appear. Okay, that's when Zenitsu starts losing his shit. Because he, for some reason, forgot that they're on this train because of demons to begin with. Where do you think they were going? He's like, yeah, yeah, on a trip with the boys. And then Rengoku mentions that 40 people have disappeared. And that's why he, a Hashira, has been uh, put on this expedition. And then Zenitsu gets even more annoying. Yeah, this was a big loss for me because it was kind of like... um... 
you know, obviously they made all this all of season one at one time, and I realized there was like a manga and all that stuff beforehand. But it could have been in between season one and season two would have been when the people who were making the anime were like, all right, you know what? I think there was a few times we went a little bit overboard with Zenitsu. Let's try and pull that back a little bit for season two. I was holding out that hope. Doesn't seem like that was the way they went. Not at all. (laughs) And it might get worse, just to warn you. So, we get a ticket puncher man, okay? The conductor, apparently. He starts walking through. He looks very strange, like his whole demeanor. Sickly. Sickly, very weird-looking guy. Um, And we see that everyone else on the train is asleep. I don't know if you caught this. While he's walking Uh through, all the other passengers are sleeping. The conductor then checks their tickets, and he punches a hole in it. It just reminded me so much of the Polar Express. Um, anytime a train conductor and punching of tickets happens, I just think of the Polar Express. The tickets were very small. The lights keep flickering. The lights keep flickering. People might be like, where's Ronnie going with this uh, observation that the tickets were very small? Nowhere. It was just an observation. Tanji then gets a horrible scent. Okay. To where Rengoku jumps up instantly. Um, and he's ready to slay anything. This guy, has, he was born ready. Maybe that's why he's acting so weird and staring ahead. is because well, he's just thinking about demons the entire and time. And you might have the exact moment in your notes, but I know at some point when they're talking to this guy and the lights flicker, like everyone else disappears, but they're still going normally. Yeah. Has that happened yet? I believe that happens right now. When he stands up to yep. hand him the ticket? When he stands up. So, Rengoku looking cool as fuck, okay? Anytime he does, he's just looking, uh, what was that guy? One of the guys just kept saying the word flamboyant right. a few episodes ago. Rengoku looks a little flamboyant here. Flamboyant, if you know what I mean. I see what you did there. Yeah. He uses his flame-breathing form. We see this weird demon-looking thing. It just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, absolutely out of nowhere. He He, he then says, was that... Did you use blood demon art to, to be able to do this? And then so I didn't even sense you. And then now there's people around this demon, though. Um, and he uses flame-breathing for, first form, unknown fire, and he just easily annihilates this thing. Very easily. Very easily, straight to the face. Um, but there's still one more. And that's when they all start taking off. Zenitsu's crying. The other passengers, they're scurrying around. But like you said, they disappeared. Now they're back. Okay? We're getting a bunch of weird, you know, weird vibes right now. I, yeah, I hate when a vibe is, like, thrown <laughs> off because people are, like, appearing and disappearing yeah, and appearing yeah. again. It's the like... vibe's totally thrown <laughs> off and people just disappear. Yeah. But then if you appear, you're like, something's uh, just off right now. That's a weird vibe. Yeah. And that's okay. He's ready to fucking attack. He goes first where Rengoku has to save him because this demon that he's fighting has like scorpion pinchers come out of its stomach. All of, yeah, both of my takeaway or my takeaway on both of these demons were that they were just demons. They yep. weren't interesting. They weren't cool. I just looked at them. I went, uh, demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when Rengoku saves Inosuke and then in one fell swoop saves the one of the passengers that this thing was also going after and then... He uses his quick as hell second form, which is rising scorching sun, and annihilates this thing too. And I was like, wow, well, this is just too easy for him. And I was like, I wanted something, you know, more interesting. Like, what is happening here? One of my joys um, of watching people wield swords is the moment where they kind of like 
they grab, say, their right-handed bladesmen, um, right-handed, right-handed wielders, you might say. They grab their hilt or their sheath with the left, their left hand. They put the right hand on the pommel of the blade, and then they just take it out of the sheath, just like two centimeters. You know what I mean? And then oh, yes. I want to be able to just barely unsheathe it and then do the full unsheathing. Because it's like they're giving a slight warning. Yeah. And then, yeah, they pull it straight out. And it's almost like the way this show works, it's almost in a way you can start doing one of your forms once it's barely unsheathed. Like, I, if you pay attention, I feel like they say, like, first and... Well, I'm, I might be wrong. They just get going once you're like, okay, it's about to go down. It's very similar to... Uh, having sexual intercourse with a very attractive lady you start to pull out but then you're like no i gotta keep going i, I this is really hot woman female and then you just unsee that right when it's about to bust you just pull that thing out and it instantly comes to where you don't even know if you splooged a little inside or not do you know what i mean tanji then starts begging him <laughs> To take him in as an apprentice, okay? They all do. And it gets to a weird anime moment where they're like, oh, Rengoku, Rengoku, and they start swimming around. And then we realize that this was all Rengoku's happy dream, okay? He was dreaming this of being a hero and then having all these three people underneath him being like, oh, big bro, big big bro, bro, big bro. Because he's asleep. The lights flicker. We see that. Tanji and Rengoku are asleep, sitting next to each other, so they never even got out of their seats. And then Inosuke and Zenitsu are in their seats, asleep as well. So was it the punching of the ticket? How did the, when did this happen? One of the light flickers? Um, well, I think right here, it's what we're about to find okay. out. The conductor then runs back. Okay, He starts to go back to where he came from, saying, I did as you told and put them fast asleep after punching their tickets. So yes, punching of the tickets. Apparently, as soon as he did that, boom, they all fell asleep. Hmm. And that's when you said those people disappeared, right? When he punched the tickets. So it kind of all lined up to being a weird... It was like he went in straight dream mode as soon as he Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to figure out how there's... Or the demon, the blood art that's behind that. How the yeah. tickets are connected to him. Well, then the conductor breaks down, starts crying, and he begs to go to sleep, to be put to sleep and be reunited with his dead wife and daughter. And he's absolutely just crying and begging for this. That's when we see a talking hand demon with an eye. Yeah. I mean, this is very eerily similar to face foot hand demon. I know. That we had in Chainsaw. Well, we found Devil. ourselves we found ourselves literally talking to the hand. Yeah, this thing pops from the ceiling and says, sure, and then yells out, dream, and puts this guy to sleep. Um, and then that's when we get the, the hand turn around to where we see those sick children from the end of the last episode, and they're asking what they need to do to this demon. So we've got some humans uh, working with... Okay, yep. We've got yep. some humans working with a demon. I forgot about the sick children, thank you, but now that you say that, yes, I remember we were like, what's up with those sickly ones? He says for them to wait until they fall into a deeper sleep and then tie them up without touching them uh, to yourselves, basically with rope. So I guess he's just saying that. He's like, don't wake these guys up or we're fucked. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, or else this is a flawless <laughs> plan. Once the ticket's punched, you can't punch it again. Yeah. 
We then go into Tanji's mind, and we're in his dream now. Aww. This and is, it's snowing. This is also sad. He's back in the forest. Back in the forest from episode one. A lot of great things happened in episode one. Um, he pulls out his sword. He gets frightened. Um, it's beautiful snow. How about how gorgeous this snow looks? Yeah, it made me miss the snow. I want to see more stuff in the snow. I want... Yeah, this show needs to bring back snow. Yeah. In present time. Not in just dreams. I remember thinking, like... That's where the setting was going to be. We were going to be in snow a lot, but no, it's really just early on. And then I want to be in snow in the real world too. Do you? Occasionally, yeah. Something like this. Occasionally, yeah. What is, where is a place that gets snow for a total of 20 to 25 days a year? Virginia? I don't think you know, but is that, you think that's right? I think that's a decent guess. Okay. For our followers, everyone in Virginia that's an email and email and not. I think that's like the perfect happy medium. Maybe even a little bit less. Maybe 15 to 20. Because I think what we're doing here in Georgia is kind of like a a 2 to 5 every 2 years. Yeah, that's probably right. And it's not even good snow. It's not like, you know, occasionally we'll get good snow, but most of the time it's just yeah, icy and then, snow. Yeah, good snow, it's like 1 to 2 days every 4 years. Mm-hmm. So he then sees his little siblings carrying charcoal back to the house. Like, it's just a normal day, okay? That's his dream right now. It's just a normal day before any of this bad stuff happened. He starts running to them, he hugs them, and he's just bawling his eyes out. And it's just so sad, man, seeing him with his little younger siblings. He hit-sticks them. Yeah, he does. With he's the, lucky he didn't kill them or with a hug. they didn't die a second time. He forgot how powerful he's gotten. Yeah. But what a dream, though. I mean, how crazy would that be if you just dreamed this and thought it was real? Uh, it'd be <sighs> so messed up. This was sad. We then get a look at the train demon. Okay, that's what I'm going to call him right now. The guy that Muzan let live. This yes. is the same fanatic that had that little speech with Muzan, and then Muzan let him live, gave him some blood. He's standing on the train, talking about how lucky it is to die while dreaming. He says the heart and the spirit is a human's driving force. So he's still a lunatic. Well, yeah, but I also agree with him. I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. But like, if I want to die, I want to be dreaming. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a happy dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me, yeah. I don't need to know, like, oh, here here it comes. I'm dead. Just, like, let me not wake up one time. And then the coolest part of the episode is when his hand comes crawling back to him and then just inserts itself on his wrist. I, I thought it looked so cool. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He just uses his wrist, his own hand, as like a, a crawly de- demon type thing. No, I mean, it's you're awesome. right. I just I was kind of shocked at how much joy you got from it. He says, all you have to do is destroy the spiritual core. Okay, Ronnie? I didn't know. Do you know we have a spiritual core? Of course. Okay. Wouldn't be hard to destroy yours, because I don't think you got much of one. Well, and yours is a little tainted itself there, buddy, so. No, it's not. I'm very spiritual. Do you see that half-lit Christmas tree over there? Getting in the Christmas spirit. I think that is a good example of what your spiritual core is like. Half lit. Wow. Okay. He then thinks he was having a bad dream in the real world. Okay, we go back to Tanji's dream. Very wholesome, sweet moment. He's talking with his family. No, dude. It's not wholesome and sweet. It's extremely sad. It's like... Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. I got way ahead in my my notes. All right, I'll rip Uh, you for describing it that way here in a second okay sorry i did get ahead of myself in the notes 
after he's done with his little speech, his little demon speech, standing on top of the train, which, by the way, I've always wanted to stand on top of yes. a train, a moving train. Right. Now, if it's going that fast, I'd be a little scared. But a slower-paced train, I would stand on it. For One sure. of the most fun things to do in the Spider-Man games is to swing around the city, find the train, and then just stand on it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, when you stand on the train, then you go to the bathroom... Um, and then you come back, and Spider-Man's still just standing on it, going around the city of New York on the train. That's one of those great little joys of yeah. life. I always just liked, in the old Spider-Man 2 game, you could just uh, put your webs in the sky, and they just magically would attach to something, and you could just swing around from the sky. Well, actually, Spider-Man 2 was the game-changer game, where that was not the case. You sure about that? Sure. The old Spider-Man 2 game. The old Spider-Man 2 game, you're saying like you could be 20 stories above a building. In yep. PS2. That is incorrect. All right. I'd like to challenge you on that. Let's. I be. I accept your challenge. Okay. Let's. Let me get my PS2 real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we go back to where the kids. All right. They're tying themselves up, their wrist to the wrists of our crew's wrists with rope without touching them. They're not allowed to touch them skin to skin. So they got to slowly, that'd be a hard task Yeah, in a moving train. To do We're going to see that in the next squid game season. Tie your wrist to another person's wrist using a rope on a moving train without touching, each without other? touching each other. That would be tough. I don't think I could do it. Cause I'm not good at tying things without stuff moving. No, so. seriously. Squid game season two production. Call me because that's also, you have to, the other side, you have to be on a team, right? It's a partner thing. Okay. And they make the other one pass out. So you you pass out not knowing whether or not you're going to wake up because it all depends on your partner successfully tying themselves to you without touching you. Okay. Oh, that would be... What do you think? I would have a lot of fun playing that. What if it you... wasn't like I would get shot in the head if I lost, you know? I'd well, have you wouldn't have a lot of fun if you were the person sleeping. Why? Because then you just wouldn't know. You'd just be like, all right, I'm going to sleep. I might not wake up. It depends on how good this person can tie a rope. Yeah, I don't know. I fall asleep through a lot. Like, are you... Do you understand my game? Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying this too, though. Would you wake up easily or no? If... um, Dude, it's hard to say. I feel like I would, but maybe I don't. I think I'd have an innate response of danger. And wake up. But you're not allowed to. If you wake up, you you die. Well, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we go back into Tanji's dream where he's talking to his whole family. And it is wholesome. I don't like how you say this isn't wholesome. He gets to talk to his entire family again, Ronnie. In a sweet, loving manner. It's sad because he thinks, like, he's like a confused old person. Where he's like, oh, all that other stuff was a dream? Now that is sad when he says, I guess I was just having a bad dream. Talking about the real world, what's been happening. And when you're so fooled about that, the sadness that is to come when he snaps out of that, it's going to be like, oh, that slightly happy moment when he saw it wasn't worth it. Because it just makes it even more sad. That is true. It won't be worth it when he snaps out of it. But will it though? It might be worth it. It's going to be so sad, dude. 
The demon. We go back to the demon. Confusion we, is one of the most sad emotions ever. It is, but at least he's confused about people loving him. It's not like he's confused about his own loved ones hating him. Okay. How about that? I mean, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> the demon says you are falling into a dream deeper and deeper until they can no longer awake. He is, and then that's when it points and says, the lower one. Mm-hmm. And he's actually the only one. Not yeah. even just the lower number one. I like that name better. It should have just been the only one devil. Yeah, the only one. As the train rides off, okay, while him standing on it, and then we go straight to the ED, a new ED. What did you think about this ED? I liked it more than the OP, I think. I, I, this one I did like. But I did have the question for you. I, well, not so much the question, because I don't know if I want you to answer, and I don't want you to answer. When I was watching it, I was like, okay, this kind of feels like um, like you said that the movie stops like 11, 12 episodes in, something like that, right? Is that correct? I think, even, yeah, I think even it's before that. that. So I was like, I wonder if we're going to get another OPED change afterwards, because like a lot of this was train-based. And I was like, I just don't see us being on a train for an entire season two, even though I know... Um, you don't see us being on a train for... 30 episodes. <laughs> I don't know how long season two is. It's probably like 20-something. Right. So, yeah, I'm kind of... That's what I'm kind of interested in. Okay. Which one did you like more, the OP or the ED? I like the musical terms of the ED more, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, Demon Slayer always just gives me, like, some good, like, winter vibes. I think I originally watched it in the winter, and it's always in cold areas, it seems like. And it's just like Polar Express. Like, there should be snow as well here. You want to know something else that I realized while I was watching this today? You um, need a hot coffee in your hand? No, because I would never be like, oh, like you talked about in our Patreon, patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad today, where you were like, yeah, I woke up, was feeling kind of lazy, didn't have coffee to brew here, so then I got in my car to drive to a Starbucks and come back. <laughs> I'm not that much of a, a victim of coffee. That's awesome. But what I did, what I was thinking about is I was starting to unlock memories I had of you talking about season two from a vague standpoint. I don't know any of the plot points we're getting ready to hit. I just remember you coming in being like, dude, Demon Slayer season two, it like, it was making me tear up. So I feel like it's getting ready to get serious. I did say that to you. I remember you talking about Demon Slayer season two and being like, yeah, it's getting wild. I think it was because of this dream right here. Tanji I don't think family. it was because of this dream. Because <laughs> it was like a week-to-week thing where you're like, yeah, yeah, it just keeps going. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much every scene Zenitsu's in. Whenever he gets like scared and nervous, like, it okay. just tears me up. Yeah. You just connected with him on such a level. You're like, God, it's like me on screen. What would it take for you to cry at a Zenitsu scene on this show? Right now? Good luck. <laughs> you think if you got decapitated... In front of all of them, you would cry? If maybe, like, the first half of the episode, he does this really, like, strong love ballad ordeal to Tanji about how his friendship means so much to him because he had such a shitty childhood and no one accepted him. And then, like, later on, something terrible happened to him. Or, like, yeah. All right. Then maybe that would be it. You heard it here first, first folks. Ronnie's going to cry if something happens to Zenitsu. It's happening. <laughs> I'm ready for that, man. 
But no, so now, yeah, where are we stand? They're all asleep. How the heck are they getting out of the sleep? Yeah, they're kind of fucked. The, Why? The demon is making the kids do the dirty work as well. That's what's interesting here. What? Well, what then, is the demon's mission again? To kill him. So why is he taking so long? Now, I think the reason he's up on top of the train and kind of staying away from him is because of the scent. It's like Tanji's scent. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll wake him up if he gets too close. Okay, That's the um, kind of storytelling I need because one of my you know biggest pet peeves is action that's done like, oh, you know, someone's having a fight. This one falls down. The other one who's trying to kill him could easily go over there and like jump on him and stab him, but for whatever reason, they let him get back up. Yeah, I don't like that. So when they're asleep right now, try and give me a reason for why we can't just walk up and stab I think them. that is the reason because Tanji had the smell of one. Yeah, earlier. No, that's but, a good. That's a good yeah. reason. Smells will wake you up. Yeah, and especially in a, a Shira. How do you say it? Hashira. I say Hashira. Hashira. Mm-hmm. I, I say Hashira. Hashira. Okay. <laughs> no one's corrected uh-huh. us yet, so either they don't care that much. Or no one's listening. And it's I don't think a, anybody's listening. And it's just a bunch of your uh, ghost accounts mm-hmm. following us and liking and subscribing. Which you should all do if you're actually a real person. Uh, go to all our social medias, at Ronnie and Chad. Check out the Patreon like I was talking about. Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. Subscribe Keep on YouTube. subscribing. If we get enough people, we can finally do more videos throughout the reactions. We can do... Well, that's not true. we got to get better Wi-Fi for that. That's don't, what I'm saying. <laughs> don't lie to them. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we get to 1 million subscribers, we'll have maybe a little profit okay. off of that yeah, and yeah. get Wi-Fi. If we get 1 million subscribers, we will move to wherever it's necessary yeah. <laughs> to be able to achieve greater Wi-Fi speeds. Right. Until then, yeah, Chainsaw Man reactions come out during the week as well as a podcast. And we will talk with you next week for Demon Slayer Episode 3. We'll keep doing it. Love y'all. <laughs> Yeah, just sit that for a while. Don't edit that out. I'm not going to. Yeah, okay. Bob and Ronnie, peace. Peace. Why did you look at me like that?